0: Thank <laughs> you. afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining me. Welcome to Loyal to the Foil. So today, I'm going to try and bring to a conclusion the Michael Jackson episode. Uh, hopefully you'll join me. I do appreciate it. Uh, hope everybody out there is having a great weekend. The weather's starting to really come around, which is beautiful. It's always nice to be able to get out, enjoy the fresh air with your family. I'm not a big fan of being stuck inside for the whole winter. We try to get out as much as possible, but nothing beats the beautiful weather, right? So, I really hope you guys are enjoying it, and uh, I really appreciate you joining me for another episode of Loyal to the Foil. Uh, today, I'm going to go, we're going to skip forward. Uh, we covered some of Michael Jackson's upbringing, um, you know, some of the hearsay, some of the charges that were brought forth against him. Uh, today, we're, we're going to do, like I said, we're going to jump forward a little bit. Uh, we're going to kind of go into some of the 2005 trial and then some of the more uh, tinfoil-y stuff in regards to his uh, Conrad Murray's trial as well the physician who ended up being charged with involuntary manslaughter in the uh, in the death of Michael Jackson. So, I'm um, just going to do kind of a, a rundown. Uh, there's a lot of information out there that uh, you guys can hit up as well. Uh, I'm going to kind of, like I've mentioned numerous times, I'm going to try and keep it around Um, You know, maybe 45 minutes to an hour or so. So there isn't just uh, um, maybe overkill or or too much, too long of a listen. I don't know about you guys. I do prefer, you know, generally a one to two hour uh, podcast if I'm going to listen to them. Which is generally a couple times a day. I try and stay caught up with uh, as much comedy and and, uh, political bullshit and, you know, conspiracies that I can how long we're trying to cross-reference them on, um, search engines that I actually trust. It's, fuck, is it ever a lot of work? <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's worth it. So, um, like I said, a little bit of a, a rundown of the 05 trial. So Gavin, uh, Gar- Gavin Ar- Arviso. hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, Gavin Arvizo, Ar- Arvizo, is the boy that ended up uh, coming forward with charges against Michael. Um, this is after previously saying he didn't do anything uh, to him, but, um, I mean, you know, things, things change, whether maybe, I mean, there's lots of reasons, obviously, right? Some people don't want to uh, share the, the pain and anguish, you know, emotional... Uh, the emotional stuff that they've been through, some some do. Uh, I don't think we can fault uh, anybody that falls on either side of that. Uh, it's obviously got to be incredibly difficult to deal with. Some people don't want to talk about it, and uh, you know who can blame them? Sometimes there's other motivations, whether it's smearing someone's character or trying to extort money from them. Like I kind of, uh, like I kind of displayed to you guys in. The uh, previous trial with Michael, um, the father of the, the child in question, you know, was. Uh, I mean, maybe he originally started with good intentions, but uh, as you guys heard on the last show, he kind of um, he made, definitely made it sound like he was. I mean, he said he was out to ruin Michael. You know, he said he would never sell another album after his accusations came out. You know, and that he wanted uh, twenty million dollars, fifteen million dollars, and a new house. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I don't have to try and convince you guys that people have some shady ulterior motives uh you can you can see them from for yourselves so uh but i'm not the judge and jury um, i'm you know just just here to uh throw out more of those conspiracies so we can kind of uh maybe try and get a better understanding of what actually happened uh the the bullshit we see on the msm is definitely not going to tell us the whole story I mean, one of the biggest downfalls, I think, of their whole structure is the fact that, you know, they might get 30 minutes and then, you know, take out commercials and everything. What do they have, 23 minutes to report news to us? Um, They really need long-form platforms. They really do, especially with, you know, the the very uh, influential and important information that they they should be reporting on, uh, shows like, uh, I mean, Joe Rogan gets... Drag through the mud, his name drag through the mud but why, I mean he's got a two, three hour show where he can sit down and and speak to somebody, they can ask each other questions it's not written out, they can you know kind of uh, fly by the seat of their pants and you know have a hopefully honest conversation I think that's how the news should be purveyed to us but um, not my decision so um, there's a lot with the, uh, with this kid named Gavin um. There's more with also the uh, the, the other two named uh, Wade Robson and James. Oh, geez, what's his last name? Safe, uh, safe check. James, safe check. Sorry. Uh, these are actually the two that ended up coming forward in 2019 with the two-part documentary released on hbo called leaving neverland i'm not sure if any of you guys have seen it i haven't seen it yet i'm looking forward to having a look at it there's another documentary i did watch i'm gonna have to look up the I'm gonna have to look up the name, but I know Neverland was in the title. It was kind of a, a retort to Leaving Neverland, if I remember correctly, which is very interesting. I uh, like to see both sides of, of the coin and, and then kind of uh, you know use common sense and, and figure out what what you think is true. So I'll get the name of that one as well. So obviously, all these all these kids um, they all have something in common, which is Michael Jackson whether they've been in a part of his life, a part of each other's lives for a number of years or not. By 20, 2019, Michael's already been dead for 10 years. So, uh, you know, kind of making accusations 10 years after he's gone is hard to refute if the person in question has passed on, so that makes it a little bit more difficult, I would think, in my opinion. I don't understand why they wouldn't have come forward much further, and I also don't understand that when the 2003 allegations were filed, uh, the, the, the case went to criminal court in uh, February 20th, 2005, and the... Michael Jackson defense team brought a number of um, character witnesses forward in Michael's defense and I I mean two of the witnesses one most of us I think know uh, Macaulay Culkin the actor uh, at the time was a um, well in 2005 he would have been past the child actor but I mean Still very young at that point. Uh, Wade Robson was the other person that came forward in Michael's defense in 2005. So, um, I mean, these kids have ties to him and have seemingly stuck up for him, gone to bat for him, uh, not spoken negatively of him for a number of years. From what I can tell, it seems like once the kids and the, the families fall out of favor, I mean, not even fall out of favor, they just... He starts hanging out with other kids, you know, when you're a kid and then your, your buddy starts hanging out with some other kid, maybe you get jealous. You make some shit up about him, you spread some, some nasty rumor or something. Um, you know, I'm not trying to say that these things are equal, uh, because these allegations that were filed against Michael are obviously very serious. I don't take them lightly at all. And as I said on the first show, I'm not advocating for or against him. Uh, I just want the information to be, You know, more mainstream than it than it is and ever has been. Having to be able to die for the truth uh, seems—it's very confusing, but it it kind of leads you down that rabbit hole where it it tells you that there's usually ulterior motives to these things, whether by individuals, companies. um, You know, it's it's definitely there. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna check out "Leaving Neverland" and see what the two the two gentlemen have to say. Uh, I think they were seven and ten when they met him, respectively. James, uh, James Safechuk was actually they actually he actually met uh, Michael on a Pepsi commercial set in 1986. Uh, apparently, he was 10 years old, um, and I mean, long story short, Mike took a liking to him. Um, they became, he became, began spoiling him and his family, you know, like with, with pretty much every other case that I've, I've looked at. Um, Michael has lavished these, these families with gifts, with, with money, with vacations, with trips. And when I say vacations, I mean like everybody's going, it's not, you know, Mikey and, and child, it's everybody. They, some of the hotel accommodations were allegedly a little bit strange, which, I mean, I tried to look at that as well. You know, I mean, there's usually a pattern, right? Um, So although I don't think that a lot of Michael's behavior would, would be deemed appropriate, I still... What he what he actually did and what's appropriate or might be two different things. I don't I don't really know <clears throat> um, But the one thing I think we all maybe kind of take for granted is these parents were all involved uh, they were all there they, they were all together so I'm going to cover some of the information on that as well. But I mean, take into consideration, it's not like these kids were, um, you know, it's not like someone said, oh, just go over to Mike's house and, and, you know, play for the day, the week, and then come back whenever, when the street lights are, are on on Friday or whatever the fuck. The parents were with them. Um, and, you know, there isn't a lot of incriminating words used by the parents, uh, you know, In regards to uh, negative, you know, press for, for Michael. So this is, um, it's strange to look at. It definitely looks like extortion. And, I mean, I don't know, like, it's kind of a fine line to walk. If, uh, I mean, look at Bill Cosby. Something that he did, you know, 40, 50 years ago. He just got out of prison for. So, although, you know, I don't condone, um, know the things that he did how uh, what's what's the period of time that you can hold someone accountable for this you know like all of a sudden someone decides well I can make money off of what he did to me 40 years ago so I'm gonna put it I mean I don't know it's a bit of a tough one maybe a bit of a slippery slope but anyways like I said James met Michael in in 86 apparently they uh, they got along real well the families hung out Uh, they even at one point allegedly went on vacation in Hawaii and i guess when they were um when they were in hawaii mike had asked mike had asked him to to share a bed when i say him i mean gavin um gavin to share a bed now uh from what i can tell i think it was just his mother that was there i, I mean the story that I, I was reading said parents but um what calls it into question for me though is is apparently when um, when they went there it was his mom that apparently protested uh, uh, against them staying together um, but then also like there's conflicting she makes conflicting quotes to the news and everything in regards to you know it like I said it's just one of those strange things that you know we'll try and kind of just together and come up with uh, yeah. an idea as to what's going on so in 1993 the LA police uh, they did extensive searches of Neverland property Neverland Ranch and Michael's LA condo um, they found zero evidence of anything suspicious so I mean and it's I would think that they were looking pretty hard as well and not to say that they're not. You know, going to carry through with their duties to the full extent, or whatnot. But you know, I mean, some people get preferable treatment. Um, You know, you go to your your local bar, and you know the the bartender sees you, um, and then sees a stranger. They're most of the time, you know, they know what you want. Regularly, kind of come help you out. Uh, I don't think this is too far of a stretch to say this happens in everyday life. Now, whether the LA police were a fan of Michael at this point or not I couldn't tell you but I know race relations were at a um how shall I put it they were in a shitty fucking spot in in 93 um what had happened to Rodney King and Watts uh, just the year before had put a uh, an extremely It had created an extremely tenuous relationship between the police and the black community. Uh, um, The acquittal of the police involved in the Ron King trial didn't do anything to alleviate that. I mean, I was a kid when this happened and I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was something that I didn't, I mean, I obviously couldn't fully understand. Um and I mean I can't now. I can't I can't pretend to. You know, I, I'm not I'm not gonna say to someone that would go through that, you know, I know what you're going through because I can't. Um I mean people have made racist remarks towards me in my life. Um but I don't think it's anywhere near as, you know, consistently as someone would do it to uh Blacken. And I mean let's face it, what those officers did to Rodden King in ninety two, uh they Deserved to be punished for, and they weren't. So, I don't really think that they had a good, upstanding relationship with the black community. Now, whatever they may or may not have thought about Michael, um, I don't know. I can't speak to that. But, um, I mean, they, they did like I said they, they did raid his house they didn't find anything they didn't find anything at all suspicious so there wasn't any evidence to go to go with the trial that they could use against them um, the 93 trial I covered actually had uh, several kids take the stand to be witnesses for Michael um, Wade Robson uh, ended up being one of the the people that uh, that defended Michael as well. Uh, I mean, he obviously we know later on he um, he went at him for uh, sexual misconduct, but he was also along with Macaulay Culkin were were you know two of the kids that took the stand uh, to to advocate for Michael that you know he was he was a uh, he was a good kid. Now, Robson actually met uh, Jackson in Brisbane, Australia. That's where uh, that's where he was from. Uh, he won a... He won a dance competition. Uh, it was like a Michael Jackson-themed dance competition that he won. And the prize... I guess the prize that you got was to meet Mikey. So... Um, he did. And... Uh, in um, Shortly thereafter, apparently Michael suggested to his mom that they move to L.A. So, they did. Um then i mean they hung out a lot uh they uh, they got along great uh, in 93 robins sorry robson's mom actually said on cnn cnn and i quote they play so hard they fall asleep there's nothing more to it than that end of quote so was that a little bit strange they fall asleep together um i mean <laughs> I I don't know it's it's strange I mean we all change it not we all but some of us change our opinions so I mean she's entitled to the way she feels obviously this is about her child as well um, you know parents are supposed to know what's best for their kids so uh, at one point in uh, the Leaving Neverland documentary Wade actually says um, and I quote I was excited sorry let me just I know I've got the quote somewhere And it's kind of a strange one. Let's see. Okay, so he, Wade Robson, in the Neverland documentary, says at one point, uh, I quote, I was excited by the idea of being able to defend him and being able to save him, end of quote. Now he's speaking about Michael Jackson. Okay, so he met him when he was 10 years old. Uh, although a, an extremely noble and charitable and thoughtful thing to say, uh, I, I don't I don't think I mean he he that quote is from when he was much older. He met him when he was 10 years old. Now do we know do you guys know many ten year olds that that would be your your thought uh, when, when, when you met someone like this? Your thought was I was excited by the idea of being able to defend him and being able to save him. Why would a 10-year-old boy need to defend and save a grown man? Um, and so, I mean, I guess you are he's trying to say that he joined a dance competition to meet Michael so that he could save him and defend Like, what the fuck? I mean, I can't... Obviously, I can't say that, um, that that's... The the statement is untrue but it it definitely seems uh, it seems a little fishy I guess to to say the least like so many other things in in these cases with these allegations so much of it seems seems pretty strange but um, who am I to say I guess so uh, in December 93 uh, well, I think we all probably are familiar with LaToya Jackson. Uh, she admitted, I mean, she's always admitted, I guess, that her and, and Michael didn't get along. But she said the allegations towards Michael were true and that her mother, Catherine, uh, if we remember from the first one, it's Catherine and Joe, Michael's uh, Michael's parents, She says the allegations were true and that her mom showed her checks made out to families for a lot of money. So, no amounts. She didn't specify even... She said she saw a bunch of checks. I don't know how many. But uh, not one name. She can't give a name or an amount. So... That... I mean... Okay, fine. You don't remember. That's cool. I get it. Uh, I don't have the greatest memory either. But... um, seems kind of you know like if she was concerned if she thought it was inappropriate if she was going to oh I don't know write a biography that maybe she'd want some of that information to back up her claims although I guess back then people weren't so obsessed with uh, you know misinformation and and clickbait bullshit as they are now because it didn't really it didn't exist to the level that it does now and the other thing that I thought would be kind of strange is why would Catherine Jackson, Michael, and Latoya's mom, why would she have the checks? I mean, she wasn't Michael's lawyer, so why would, you know, or or uh, money handler, as far as I know, accountant, so why would she have the checks? Um, I don't know, it, it just seemed, it just, it just seemed uh, a little strange. But LaToya, LaToya did say that their parents abused, and sexually abused, her and her siblings. Uh, she originally said this in her autobiography that was released in 91, 1991. It's called, La, uh, what's it called? LaToya, uh, Growing Up in the Jackson Family. So, go ahead and get that. Pick that up, I'm sure that's a fantastic read. Obviously, being facetious, I've never read it myself. I, I don't plan to. So she made a lot of allegations in there. Um, you know, kind of what what books are, were used for a lot back in the day uh, was get yourself some publicity, make some money. Um, you know, and if she says that they didn't get along, she didn't actually she doesn't have any, you know, credible information, I mean, why else would she say this? So, um, I mean... You can kind of uh you kind of get an idea as to why she would use in nineteen ninety one why she would use her her brother's name in this uh autobiography. I mean she wants to make money, right? So um Catherine Jackson, the Michael's mother, she vehemently denies all of these allegations. So um she says that she didn't have any of the checks, never saw any of the checks. Uh, she doesn't know anything about any of the allegations that were made against Michael. Um, she basically called Latoya a liar. And if you're an old, if you're an old guy and girl like me, that you probably remember that Latoya was um, of the of the children. You know, she was kind of the one that you would see on you know like uh so they they would do a spoof on her on, on mad tv or saturday night live or in living color amazing show from when i was a kid but i mean she would be the one just as much as michael once the allegations and all the stuff started to pop up she would be the one that would you know be ridiculed just as much so I think too many people really took her word uh, as the truth, and she actually did later come out and say that she never personally witnessed any, witnessed anything, any wrongdoings by Michael. So I mean, there's that too, right? <laughs> um, it's 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 really it's really cute when people accuse you of something, but you know I've never seen you do it. Don't know. I mean, they have no proof. So, uh, so the uh, the 2005 criminal case uh, like I said that was from his arrest in 2003 on child molestation charges so um, macaulay macaulay and Robson did testify uh, for Michael in that case um, so kind of conflicting I mean I I don't don't see the, the law, I studied Canadian law for a couple of years. Um, I don't know how much different American law is than ours. I'm sure there's quite a few differences, obviously. But I, it's it's fascinating to me that in 2005, uh, Wade Robson can be used as a credible witness um, to to corroborate You know Michael Jackson's side of the story, and then years later come out and try to make money from what you say that he did to you. Like I don't know, you kind of playing both sides of the fence there, kid. Um, You know, and I'm like I said before, I'm not saying that he's lying or that he's being truthful. I don't know. I wasn't there, but um, I mean, it seems obviously sketchy at best. If you can, if you get the get the idea i mean you know you uh, people are uh people are inherently scummy i think and you know children the innocence that children have quickly goes away i think probably quicker when they're surrounded by you know family members that are trying to extort uh, celebrities you know especially if they're a big part of it the reason behind it things like that so um it's something to contemplate, you know, just like the first case that we talked about from, the, from 93, you know, the, the $20 million that uh, that Evan wanted in the, uh, you know, before they ever went to any sort of trial. He just he just came out and said, I want, you know, I want $20 million. There wasn't, this wasn't something that was decided in court or anything like that. It was, it was just, you know, I want $20 million, you're not going to give me $20 million, I want a house. So, uh, you know, there's lots of... I guess you know just scumbag entitled people out there that think that they can get whatever they want. Now, if if Michael did something wrong, then he should be punished. But that doesn't mean um, you know. I mean, take it through the proper channels. If you really want justice, um, you know, you getting twenty million dollars, but him not being in jail doesn't seem like justice to me. Uh, that just seems like you wanted uh, you wanted to use a, a monetary amount to create your own justice. And I don't think that that's how the system should work. I mean, no, that that is extortion. So, the trial, the 2005 trial started on uh, June 13th. And the atmosphere is said to have been... Circus-like, I mean, if you guys can remember, I remember vaguely, you know, you kind of tune out, I guess, after a while, to all the shit you see on TV, the news and everything, you know, trying to slander them, whether you support them or not, it just, I don't know, some people get caught up in it, some people don't, some people find some more than interesting, I know I definitely found the OJ uh, trial and and case interesting, and I'm definitely going to hit an episode on that, there's some conspiracies out there on that, that are, uh, they're excellent. So, we'll get at that too. But this one started June 13, 2005, 2005, sorry. Um, if we remember, Michael showed up late sometimes. He showed up with pajamas. Uh, you know, people that knew him just said, he, he basically just said, fuck it. Like, I, <laughs> I just don't care. Um, and I mean, in one respect, I can say good on you. The other one, it's kind of like, well, Don't you want to try and repair your name? But I guess, you know, sometimes it gets beyond repair. People are never going to, you know, forget, stop making fun, shit like that. So um, a lot of the jurors, at least what has been reported, they they placed a lot of the onus uh, on uh, Mm Arviso's mom. And like I kind of said earlier, earlier, I mean, she was there. was always there with them. Uh, she knew what was going on. So, I mean, uh, there was one of the female jurors is quoted quoted as saying what mother in her right mind would allow that to happen. And I mean, that's exactly, I'm not a mother, I'm a father, but, um, you know, I know my kid's mother feels the same way and I definitely do with that statement. So, um, they actually, uh, within just a few months, um, Janet was the mother's name, Janet of She ended up being charged with fraud and perjury. So, and it was all in regards to statements that she'd made uh, during the Jackson trial. So she agreed to a plea agreement. So I mean, where's the credibility on this one as well? Um, Is it extortion? Is it someone making up bullshit so that they can try and extort someone? Um, You know, there's plenty of, of documented information even with uh, the one that I talked about on the, the first episode the first Michael Jackson episode where people like uh, actor and comedian George Lopez came out and uh, Chris Tucker came out and basically said like this George's uh, father was, was asking them for money you know like he, I mean he wasn't really asking so much for um, for, for pity he was just he, he, was, he would ask them for gifts and money all the time so um you know, like I said in the last episode, some of these parents uh, no don't really seem to give a shit about how their kid feels, how any of this stuff has affected them, or if it's even actually happened. So, um, he was acquitted. He was acquitted of all criminal charges, Michael Jackson, that is. Um, and, I mean, again, there's another one where, you know, you, uh, like with the first trial, you look guilty to most people when you give them money or offer them money. Now, sometimes you just say it to, to shut them up, you know. Um, parents do it with kids, you know, trying to distract them with something so that, you know, it gets you, you get a second to, to finish cooking dinner or, or, you know, folding the laundry or something, right? These cases here, this is kind of a serious thing where you're, you're dragging someone into uh, legal proceedings that, could essentially destroy their lives so um it's uh it's kind of a strange instance in that you know it shows that especially look at the climate we live in now you can accuse somebody of just about anything you know you were offended you were attacked etc and you can uh you can try and get money for it right you're just too lazy to go to work um too lazy to do the work yourself. I guess everybody's got to find a way to eat support themselves. So, uh, next, let's look at uh, the, like I said before, some of the conspiracy shit with the next case. So, Conrad Murray. That's the name of Michael's uh, personal doctor. I mentioned his name earlier. He is the man that... Was charged with involuntary manslaughter um, in Michael Jackson's death. He he moved to the U.S. in 1980. Uh, he opened his own practice in 1990, and he was hired for Michael Jackson's 2009 concert tour. Uh, I remember the one called "This Is It." That was the last supposed to be what he announced as his last. His last tour, uh, which obviously never never happened because of his unfortunate passing, so uh, it was a combination of uh, propofol, that and another uh, drug that Murray had given to Michael Jackson, and it's been said that uh, Murray should never have administered this. Uh, never should have administered it anywhere but uh, at a licensed doctor's office or emergency room and only by someone that's properly trained. Apparently, the training um, to administer this drug takes, uh, it looks like from what I could see, it looks like it takes two years to be fully trained um, and I guess, you know, uh, certified in, in order to administer this drug. Uh, Dr. Conrad Murray. Apparently wasn't trained to administer this drug, so um, you know, well, well it's kind of an easy one to piece together, right? Uh, if he doesn't know what he's doing, he can't really be expected to do it properly, and thus shouldn't be doing it at all. So, like I said, Murray was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Uh, he was found guilty in November two thousand and eleven. Uh, I was sentenced to four years in prison. He served about two years in L.A. County Jail. He was released in October 2013. So, kind of seems like a slap on the wrist to me. Uh, It seems like an insult. I mean, he administered a drug improperly. He administered a drug that he wasn't properly trained to administer, and it resulted in someone dying. Um. So I don't know. I don't know if uh, I don't know if two years is too much, too little. In my humble opinion, I would say it's far too little. Uh, you know, there's lots of bullshit charges that you can catch that put you put you in jail for longer than that in the United States. So, uh, uh there was the courtroom. Uh, that that's I mean, so. I I mean, I guess part of the conspiracy in itself is... I don't know how common... I guess I should have looked at that. I apologize, guys. Um, How common, you know, having... Getting two years uh, in in a county jail, uh, how common that is when you you are charged and found guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Um, If that's a standard time, then, you know, I would change my opinion. It just doesn't seem harsh enough though to, to me personally so a few things about the uh, if, if I don't know if anybody remembers seeing any of the courtroom or alleged courtroom footage uh, if we remember the OJ trial for example I mean that was 24 hours a day I mean that's that if I if I remember being a kid that made CNN you know kind of like uh, <clears throat> kind of made it One of the bigger, uh, you know, one of the more key things to watch because, you know, versus something else that you would watch, you'd catch, uh, you know, in the morning, afternoon, evening, you you might catch a couple minutes of coverage from it, but CNN was just constant you know and then having their uh, the the people that had shows on there they would be talking about you know what was going on with 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 the trial and everything it was just nonstop coverage uh CNN from what i remember was the first news uh, alleged news company that went to a 24-hour format uh, everybody else you know they, they you had your uh your daytime programming, you know, your soap operas, your game shows, your comedies, et cetera, and then you had news as well as as a show that was mixed in there. Uh, they weren't CNN was was different in that uh, respect, which I think was key. I mean, obviously, it helped them gain a lot of numbers for you know certain things that people wanted to watch, but the courtroom. Uh, for the uh, for the Michael Jackson, or sorry, for the Conrad Murray trial, was uh, was definitely different. It's it's said to have quite a few inconsistencies, and before even the inconsistencies, the few strange things, the nine one one call that Conrad Murray made when um, he kind of started getting the idea that something was wrong with Michael is a strange phone call to listen to. I'm not going to play that. Um, I'll have a listen and then the other the, the other one of the other first things that I remember thinking what the fuck is going on is after the ambulance arrives there's footage of the ambulance in in Jackson's driveway and if you guys go out and have a look if I'm not mistaken it looks like I mean okay so you're 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 it's an emergency the person in your ambulance is dying or has already been pronounced dead i think at this point he was dying and Possibly could have been saved now if you look at the ambulance it rolls forward then it rolls backward Then it rolls forward then it rolls backward. Now to me that kind of tells me that um, Either there's something wrong with the, tra- I don't know, the Transmission of the ambulance the person driving it is learning how to drive or they don't give a fuck about saving the person That's in the back of its life <clears throat> You can be the uh, you can be the judge of that uh, if you if you just take a quick quick gander as to the footage of the ambulance leaving Michael's residence, it does look a little uh, suspicious to me. Um, the footage for the for the Murray trial it wasn't filmed by any standard news companies. Uh, it said that Michael actually had it filmed and leaked to the press, so. That in itself seems uh, a little bit different to me. This, I mean, they had there was seemingly no issue with uh, putting all kinds of information and uh, and footage, et cetera, of his previous trials. But then when someone killed him, um, you know, it, it wasn't covered extensively by by the media. I mean, I would have this. This should have been. Um, you know, round-the-clock, fucking 24-hour news, wouldn't it? To me, it seemed like it. I mean, this is, uh, no matter, I guess it does matter how you feel about him, but this is still an icon passing away in, you know, seemingly just past, you know, the middle of his lifetime. So, um, the crest in the courtroom, there's a crest in, in all of these U.S. courtrooms, And basically like a, like a seal, it's said to have the wrong amount of stars. So, uh, from, from what I can tell, if you, you know, if your crest, if, if the seal in your courtroom isn't exactly as it should be, exactly as it's supposed to be, uh, it makes it an invalid court. So, uh, some of the things that I'm kind of, um, throwing out here, it's, 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 it all comes together in the end. I'm not sure if I, you know, if I can put it together correctly. If I'm if I'm guessing wrong, if I'm way off. I mean, what do I know? This show's called Loyal in the Foil for fuck's sakes, right? So, <laughs> um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But these are the things that we want to bring up to kind of put things into questions, so that we can try and understand them better. So the the fact that there's uh, it's it's seemingly an invalid court. Uh, there were stuffed animals all over the court which, I mean, I don't know, is that to pay homage to Michael? Like, he's not there. Um, You know, and even during his trials, I don't recall there being stuffed animals there. Seems different. Um, Everything, if you listen to... I guess it would be the bailiff that's reading out the charges, etc. When she reads it out, she labels everything as allegedly. So, when... I mean, if you... I'm sure you've probably heard a bailiff read read out verdicts and you know whether it's uh, fiction or non-fiction I don't remember them ever saying allegedly uh, before they they read out the charges so something to consider as well Um, the other inconsistency is Michael's death certificate it's said to have been when you're born you're born with a name your birth certificate has a set name so uh, John Joe Smith right is on uh, a gentleman's birth certificate. John Joe Smith. Now, when he dies, if it's John Mike Smith, that is not a credible death certificate. So, essentially, you're not dead in, in regards to the state. Like, they they wouldn't consider that valid because it, it's, it's incorrect, right? You're, you're naming someone different. Michael Jackson's death certificate is no exception to that. His is actually different. So, um... He can't legally be pronounced dead if your birth certificate is, is wrong, as far as I know. So the error, um, the error in his name, just nullifies the death certificate altogether, which uh, is is kind of a big inconsistency. Uh, maybe one that I'm incorrect about. I know that I when I looked it up um, before uh, there was <clears throat> excuse me there was some information <coughs> excuse me. That it wasn't correct. Now, I looked the other day to see if I could have a picture of it, and everything that comes up is corrected death certificate. So that tells you right there that they fucked it up originally. Now, maybe he's dead. Maybe he didn't die then. and Maybe he died just recently, and then they fixed it so that he can actually legally, legally be dead. I don't know. I don't know shit. Um, I'm lucky I know how to tie my own shoes sometimes, I guess, right? But that is, uh, I mean, that's an inconsistency that... You know, it sounds like a conspiracy, but when you say it out loud and you say, "Okay, well, if this person's destiny of it isn't accurate, they're not technically dead. That's not a conspiracy. That's the truth. That's the law. Um, that's how it works." So, uh, MJ was embalmed, even though uh, it was a coroner's case. Uh, some of the info had all had. Also been blacked out um, in regards to uh, the uh, the embalmer information. It was done by a gentleman named Jesus Miguel Ruiz. Uh, he has no place of internment listed. Um, and as I said, his death certificate was was redone. Uh, it's it. This is said to have been done by people you know for over the last 100, 150 years. Uh, apparently in the late 1800s politicians did this quite commonly to, you know, escape essentially being uh, murdered or injured seriously by people that, you know, got tired of their bullshit or didn't agree with them or whatever it may be. So this isn't some sort of, um, you know, concoction, some sort of scheme that Michael came up with himself. This is actually something that apparently is, was quite common, may still be. Um, I mean, Tough for me to to find out, um. But uh, apparently, I mean, it's spec. It's been speculated that he he planned this for years. He just wanted to to escape the spotlight. Um, and I mean, think of how the spotlight treated him. He went from being uh, revered and admired, and you know, talked about with such uh, admiration and respect. Like it's like I said when I started out the episode, uh, part one. He was, he was the biggest thing in the world, you know, when I was a kid, you could go to, I'm sure you probably could have gone to any, any corner of uh, the planet, um, and people would know who he was, I don't know how there's corners on a own planet, but we're gonna get to that in another episode too, <laughs> um, so, um, he, uh, like I said, he, he there's, tons of uh, tons of times that um you know he didn't fake his death but he used disguises so uh there was a lot of instances i mean there's one that you can listen to where akon the the um the akon named art akon sorry the artist named akon uh, he does an interview where he tells the person interviewing him that uh, he wanted, him and Michael were hanging out once and they wanted to go to the movies. And Michael got in his elaborate, very elaborate costume, he says, and called himself a different name and they went oh. out and you know a little girl apparently yelled over Michael and right away Khan thought oh no you know she knows it's Michael and he started calling him Michael and Michael got pissed off because he was trying to hide who he was right they were trying to go to the movies in the middle of the day and, and you know just enjoy it without him getting mobbed and stuff like that um I think you know That's something that maybe we just. I can't take. it, I can't understand it. That's another thing I can say. Oh, I understand what you're going through. No, I don't. You know, people don't mob me when I leave my house. There's not paparazzi outside my house. There's not people making crazy accusations about shit that I have or haven't done. I mean, that might be coming up soon, but uh, you know, I just can't understand the life that he had to live in order to uh, to disguise himself just to go to the movies. Like I I don't know if anybody else saw the video of him. Where they, I don't know if they made a fake grocery store, or they basically closed it down, and then they put like, man, it was like, uh, the movie, if you guys remember, I Am Legend, where the, 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 uh, remake where Will Smith goes into the, um, whatever it is, movie store or bookstore, I can't remember. And, you know, he's talking to the mannequins and everything. So, I mean, Michael was doing that when when everybody was still on the planet because he couldn't go to a store and just go shopping and look around. So they close the store down and he goes around and, you know, there's mannequins in there and, what a fucking crazy way to live. So, um... There's, there's, there's videos, there's pictures of him doing that, uh, the other one I heard of was, was him riding a, a a motorcycle, like, there's a couple different costumes that he has, um, I mean, he's got the, the old white man costume that, that's in the picture for this, for this episode, he's got a couple different variations of that, but, I mean, wow, what a crazy thing to think is, you know, these elaborate costumes where he's dressing up as, you know, a 65-year-old fat white man, you know, when that's obviously not what he is, but imagine having to go to those links, And then, you know, some people say would say, wow, I just, that wouldn't happen, I can't see that happening. Okay, well, I mean, you know, let's not forget how incredible the special effects and makeup and everything were on the Thriller video. Um... I mean, he's been changing his appearance for a long time. Like I was saying on the other episode, uh, he was never comfortable with it. And I'm sure if he couldn't go anywhere and do anything and feel like a regular human, it made him even less comfortable with it other than his father insulting him. So I don't think disguises disguises and costumes are are, um, are out of the, the mix at all i think that's obviously something that there's people that can back it up that those things actually happen um but if you you know take a minute to think about it it seems extremely plausible you know just to get out to go to a movie having to do that but still wanting to live like that i mean he may have had a incredible mansion with you know a state-of-the-art movie theater where you could watch movies that were out before they they were even released but you know um i mean he had the money and and the connections to get these these costumes and things like that. So uh, the the last one that I just want to throw out there is. Uh, I think I might have mentioned him in the other episode, was a man named Dave Rothen- Rothenberg. Uh, he was a boy that almost burned to death in, in 1983 in a fire that his father purposely set. So Michael found out about this, and um, he paid for a lot of Dave's medical bills and, and surgeries and things like that. Uh, Dave, unfortunately, passed away uh, July 15, 2008 from complications from pneumonia. He was 42 years old when he passed. So, I encourage you to look at the video from the Larry King Show on CNN from back in the day. Uh, it's got Miko Brando, that's Marlon Brando's son and Dave Dave. Dave Rothenberg changed his name to Dave Dave. This uh, just like it, it's a short video. Um, if you could If you could find it on there, it is a short video. Uh, it's just a couple days after after Michael passed. Larry was having tons of people on to you know kind of talk about him, celebrate him. Just you know, it was it was big news when, when Michael passed. So Miko Brando was there basically every day because Marlon Brando, Miko Brando, the Brandos were were close friends of Michael Jackson. So Miko Brando was there every day with him. Um, but if you um, if you look at if you look at the way like the mannerisms. Um, of Dave, Dave. I mean, you're gonna notice right away if you turn this video on. As soon as Dave, Dave starts talking, you say, oh shit, is that Michael in disguise? Like it's insane, um, but he is. If you, if you look at the shape of his body, um, like what he looks like, his face, everything like that, and then there's other older video or sorry newer videos of him. It doesn't look like the same body shape. Um, it looks like there's I mean there's definitely been speculation I would speculate as well. That may or may not have been Michael Jackson dressed up in you know Dave Dave costume to go on Larry King. like he's a tricky fucker like that. And if you look at Miko Brando's face when, when Larry King introduces him, he's kinda you know, he's got that kind of smirk grin type thing as he takes a sip of his tea or whatever he's drinking. Very strange. Uh something to think something to think about, something to look at. You know, like I mentioned about his his, his uh Conrad Murray's crazy trial and everything like that. These conspiracies will live on. Uh, You know, nobody's nobody's probably going to be able to debunk them. Uh, You could say you can, but uh, I don't know. I try and look at both sides, and I haven't really seen much. So it's something fun, something interesting to take a look at. Uh, Check out that Dave Dave video, like I said. Tell me if you think that's Michael Jackson. Tell yourself if you think that's Michael Jackson you think that's Dave Rothenberg. Um, Totally different body shape, and the voices are different as well. The one on Larry King sounds like Michael Jackson. If you hear Dave Dave talk in other interviews from his personal life, uh they don't sound the same. So excuse me. Have a look at it guys. Um you know you know hopefully uh just be open-minded. Uh some of the shit may be a little crazy but who knows what the truth is anymore, right? That's why I gotta keep going through this shit. Um, hopefully you liked the, the episode, I'm probably going to do some more, um, maybe a couple more episodes this week, like I was saying before on current, uh, topics, political shit, all the craziness that's going on. Uh, I'm going to try and start pumping out some of the, some of the Rona episodes, go through some of the lies, the bullshit, maybe the reasons behind it, but it's all coming up. Um, I just want to thank you for joining me on loyal to the foil, like share and subscribe. Thank you everyone. Have a great day.